0: Welcome to the Druid's Grove, where we discuss all things related to Druids, their history, current day practices, and how to build a deeper connection and relationship with the earth. I'm so glad you're here. If you find what I have to share helpful, please subscribe and share with others that may enjoy it, and check the show notes for more information. Come on in, relax for a bit, and I hope you enjoy. So if you're back, welcome to episode two. Thank you for listening to episode one. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the history of the Druids and the function of the Druids and what happened to them. Uh, you, so it's it's really important to understand any philosophical or religious or spiritual movement, um, the history. We need to understand the past so we can see how it fits into the present and to understand the future. So in regards to the Druids, uh, who were they? What did they do? You know, What was their function in society? Uh, you know, were they the cannibals that uh, history talks about? You know, did they sacrifice people and and read the omens in their guts? You know, like we've heard in some historical uh, papers. Um, you know, what what happened to them? You know, how, why were they wiped out? We need to understand all of this and have context for this to appreciate, uh, you know, where Druidry stands today. Um, so to go back to the Druids, uh, you know, when did they start? How long were the Druids around? Um, we don't really have any written records other than uh, the records from those that conquered them. Uh, the Druids did not keep any records; everything was passed down in an oral tradition. Um, so everything we know about them was from the people that conquered them. Um, so a couple of a couple of people that we have writings from are uh, Julius Caesar. Uh, Tiberius, uh, mostly the Romans that conquered them on the Isle of Anglesey, which we'll get into. That was uh, their training grounds. Um, Like I said, we don't have any records. They didn't write anything down. All we know is from these people that conquered them. Uh, On record, you know, in in written record, they go back to the 3rd century B.C. Um, You know, so when we think about that, that's, uh, you know, we're in 2023 now, so that's a pretty long time. Twenty was it? Twenty three hundred years ago. So, you know, more than likely they went back further than that. We just don't have any any written record of it. Um, the Druids originated in northwestern Europe, uh, which is a part of Gaul, G A U uh, L. That area was called Gaul, and it encompassed uh, France, Germany, and a couple of Norwegian countries, and kind of just that whole northwestern area of England. Um, it was from a Celtic background. Um, uh celtic origin so when we think about celtic origin it's not so much a culture because the culture varied depending on the location of the people in that region um, celtic as a uh celtic origin was language uh, so they all shared a an ancient celtic language at that time um so if you if you think about this huge swath of people um they all speak the same language but they all have different cultures um the Druids were observed by the Romans. Um, the Romans were coming through and conquering Gaul. So if you think coming from Italy and spreading Northwest through Europe, um, the Druids and, and the Gauls and the Celtics were all in Northwestern Europe. Um, the Druids were kind of, they had a teaching ground on the Isle of Anglesey, but they were dispersed all throughout that whole Northwestern European land. Um, so they were they were sent out to be teachers and philosophers and 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 served the kings and the and the mon, and the monarchs of of all that area um, they were defeated on the Isle of Anglesey they were pushed back all the way through Europe all the way through Gaul to the Isle of Anglesey which is a small island on the northwestern uh, kind of area of England still it's still there today if you look it up on a map um, and it there, that's kind of the um, hot spot of welsh druidry so it's it's in the country of wales they've got their own um, independent country Um, i'm really not that great at history so if you're curious look that up Um, but the isle of anglesey was their training ground Um, that's where everybody that went to learn how to be a druid Uh, they were pushed back Uh, there was a huge war i think it was like 62 or 67 ad um, that there was a big war there and they were wiped out uh, sequentially through europe Uh, Tacitus was the one that, uh, conquered them. He was leading the army and pushed, pushed them back. They crossed the shore over from England, over to the Isle of Anglesey. Um, and apparently they had tried it two or three times and and just failed because they kept getting pushed back from the Druids. Uh, a quote from Tacitus was, on the shore stood the opposing army with its dense array of armed warriors while between the ranks dashed women in black attire, like the furies with hair disheveled, waving brands. All around, the the Druids, lifting up their hands to heaven and pouring forth dreadful imprecations, scared our soldiers by the unfamiliar sight, so that, as if their limbs were paralyzed, they stood motionless and exposed to wounds. He then goes on to say, Then, urged by their generals' appeals and mutual encouragement not to quail before a troop of frenzied women, They bore the standards onward, smote down all resistance and wrapped the foe in the flames of his own brands. A force was next set over the conquered and their groves devoted to inhuman superstitions were destroyed. They seemed sorry. They deemed it indeed a duty to cover their altars with the blood of captives and to consult their deities through human entrails. So here we have that, um, you know, the the image of the Druids uh, sacrificing people and, uh, throwing them on blocks of stone and cutting them open and spilling their guts and reading the future on their entrails, you know? So this is part of the, the problem. Um, you know, is this myth or true? We don't know. Um, but there's also that myth of the wicker man. If you've seen a wicker man movie or, um, the, the, the myth of the wicker man, they would build these supposedly, they would build these huge effigies, like dozens of feet tall, And they would put in prisoners, or or willing or unwilling people uh, that were going to be sacrificed, and they would stack them all in this huge structure, and then they would set it on fire um, and and burn to the gods and sacrifice all these people to the gods. You know, but remember, all we know about this is what the people wrote down that that conquered the druids. So they wanted to portray them negatively. You know, the Romans called them savages. Uh, you know, their goal was to culturally just to wipe them out, you know, to make people not want to be part of that society. You know, uh, the Druids a lot of times served over people that were kind of independent nature worshiping uh, groups of people, you know, but but instead the Romans wanted the the people in that Culture and in that area to join the Roman culture. They didn't want them to be independent and worship nature and have their own gods. They wanted them to come in and embark on trade and, and farm and be controlled by the Roman government. You know, um, But getting back to the Druids, uh, the Druids were known as the priestly class of, of the region's uh, peoples. They healed people, they performed ceremonies, they practiced medicine through herbalism. You know, they studied the human body. I guess what we would call science today. They did a lot of science, philosophy. Uh, they were judges and performed uh, mediation between groups of people. They were lawmakers. Uh, they were also creatives. Um, <clears throat> the bards, which is kind of the the first step into druidry, uh, they studied for over twenty years to become a bard. You know, they would memorize stories, history, myth, legends to pass it to pass down onto. Um, other bards and to train other druids, but also to serve kings and princes and princesses, and to teach them about the history of the lands. And and um, you know, so they, they it was said that they would spend days on end in a dark room memorizing thousands of lines. So they would learn stories and learn lines, and then they would go into these dark rooms and isolate themselves and just tell the story over and over and over until they memorized it. Uh, They also studied astronomy. They knew the patterns of the stars, the moons, the seasons. Uh, You know, they helped to manage the calendar. They recommended when to plant and when to harvest, how to manage livestock. Um, The druids served the kings. You know, if a bard, an ovate, or a druid were killed, uh, the king would order the person that killed them to also be killed. That's how how valuable uh, the druids were. Uh, they were consultants. They were teachers to the young nobility for history, culture, ethics, morals. Uh, they used divination uh, of weather and animals and runes to foresee the future, to see the outcomes of wars and trade agreements. Um, you know, it was also said that if if two factions were at war, you know, picture a big battlefield and uh, armies on either side of this big field, you know, and they're going, they're about to go to war or have already even started the war. If a druid would walk out into the middle of the field, the battle would stop. Um, so they would, um, they would go out and mediate and both sides knew that Druids were so important that to kill them meant someone was going to be punished. And so they would just stop fighting so they wouldn't hurt the Druid and they would listen to what they had to say. So Caesar was one of the famous uh, people that wrote about the Druids. Um, he said, uh, quote, many young men were trained to be Druids during which time they had to learn all the associated lore by heart. Their main teaching was that souls do not perish, but after death pass from one to another. They were concerned with the stars and their movements, the size of the cosmos, the earth, the world of nature, and the power and the might of the immortal gods. So, you know, even though they were conquered by the Romans, it sounds like there was uh, some sense of respect uh, from them. Uh, So to go on, you know, we talked about the Bard. Uh, The Bards existed primarily to... Uh, they, they translated information through art, artistic expression. So poetry, storytelling, uh, music. They were historians, um, you know. And then from then on, they would go on to the Ovate grade. The Ovates were considered kind of a very esoteric class of people. Uh, very few people would become uh, Ovates. They were considered seers, uh, you know, travelers through time and myth. They were shamans. They spoke to the ancestors. Uh, they were the most spiritual of the Druids, uh, they did use divination, you know, you know, kind of tell leaders what the best decision in a situation would be, you know, whether they use the the entrails of people or not, we don't know. Um, you know, they taught about how to navigate war, whether into whether or not to enter into trade uh, with another um, king or a region. Uh, they could forecast the weather based on the clouds, the flight of the birds, the movement of the wind. Uh, they also communicated with the, quote, other world, which would include the ancestors uh, the fairy or the fae, F-A-E, fae, uh, communicated with animals and trees. Uh, they also were shapeshifters. Uh, you know, whether they were shapeshifters metaphorically or actually shapeshifters, we don't know. Uh, but they could, uh, you know, they would take on the, the aspect of an animal uh, to, for whatever purpose they needed it for at that time. So, you know, they may become... Uh, A salmon to swim up upstream uh, to see what was going on in a battlefield, or they might fly, uh, take on the the aspect of a bird and fly over a a battlefield, or fly over to the next kingdom to see what was going on over there. Uh, Like I said, they did talk to ancestors and practice shamanism and divination. Uh, They could see into other dimensions. Um, You know, our, our senses are very limited. We only have five senses. So the, we do have other senses, but they're just not um, expressed very well and understood. So the ovates would practice extensively to strengthen these other senses so they could perceive the things that we normally uh, are not able to perceive. Uh, These were also the healers. They would practice herbalism and create tinctures and medicine and use food to heal people. They were the, the doctors and the healers of the day. You know, and if you think about um, today in Appalachia, there, there's a type of person called a granny witch, and typically it's just an, an older uh, woman that lives up in the mountains and gathers herbs and does things and heals and, and practices medicine, and, you know, it's just, it's just typically seen as folklore type stuff, but that's, when you think about uh, a lot of the people in Appalachia came from northwestern Europe when they migrated over, so a lot of that got carried on and, and brought down uh, through families. Uh, Ovates also studied tree lore and herbalism. Um, This is where the term oak wisdom comes from. Uh, Druid means oak knowledge or knower of the oak or oak wisdom. So this comes from studying trees, different types of trees, knowing their uh, characteristics, developing relationships with them. Uh, they studied and applied the, uh, you know, philosophy of trees to everyday life. They communicated with trees. They understood their energies, the different energies in different trees, knowing, noting the energy flows and communication between different trees and people in trees. Uh, they they also studied the astronomy, uh, the passage of time and the seasons. Um, they, they really worked kind of on the unseen level of reality to kind of help express that and bring it to light. So where the bard brings to light... Uh, kind of conscious awareness and history and storytelling and that kind of thing. The Ovate brings about the dark side of humanity and the underlyings of nature. Um, you know, they look into the darkness of human nature and animal nature and the world, um, you know, exploring the treasure treasures of kind of the depths of the soul and the depths of reality and to help express that. Uh, they looked wholly at like human consciousness from birth to death. They understood uh, energy transition between uh, you know, when you would die and then you would be reborn, and and looking at that energy state and how it gets transformed uh, in, in between existences. They, uh, the energy that we see, uh, you know, between trees and animals and plants and, and the weather and nature, uh, they they learned this energy and learned how to manipulate it and and uh, work with it. So moving on to the Druids, um, so, you know, Bard, Ovate, and Druid, uh, druids were the enlightened intellectual class uh, of the Order of Druids. They were, they worked their way up through bard and ovate, and then they they learned, you know, ethics and morals, and um, they became ju- judges and advisors, um, political advisors. They wrote the laws. They served as arbiters of justice. You know, they were teachers and military strategists. Um, they were kind of the priestly class of the Druids as well. They were kind of the epitome of the bard and the ovate, uh, taking those uh, principles, kind of wrapping them all up into one, and applying it to uh, society at the human level. Uh, They understood cultural practices and social organization, uh, the relationships of people in small groups and large groups and between societies, and, you know, kind of helped facilitate communication between all these people. Um, As I said before, you know, if anyone harmed a druid, uh, back then, no matter what grade uh, they were, uh, they they would be put to death. So, that's kind of a, a broad outline, just very briefly, of the history of the Druids, up until uh, their extinction, kind of what their purpose was, what their function in society was. Um, next episode, uh, we're going to get a little bit deeper. Uh, we're going to get into from the extinction of the druids up till today so we're going to talk about um, you know we learned about where they were and what happened to them now we're going to learn about what happened to bring them about today so i hope you enjoyed the episode and i hope to have you join in again thank you thank you so much for joining in at the druid's grove i thoroughly enjoyed sharing this time and information with you I hope you learned something and are inspired to build a connection to the earth and the world around you. If you liked what was shared, please feel free to give back at Buy Me a Coffee. Join me on Substack, where I have transcripts, or listen on YouTube, and find the group on social media. For more information, check the show notes. I'll see you in the Grove. Until next time.